Hello and welcome to this episode of Start Somewhere with me, your host, Sarah Vaughan. And this week, I'm so delighted to welcome a very dear former colleague uh, and just all round kind of amazingly inspiring human being, Chris Davis, who is the International Director of Activism and Sustainability at The Body Shop. Chris, how are you? Hey, well. I'm very well. It's nice to see you. Nice to be. It's so great to see you too. It's been a while. It has. <laughs> so, as you know, I always ask, um, you know, people when they do this podcast, it's like, how did you start somewhere? Like, you know, where did you grow up? What were your early passions and influences? Yeah, I I, I grew up in Oxfordshire, um, and my. My early, weirdly, my early passions w- 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 was a, a, a real interest in business because my dad uh, was a businessman and he worked in the metal industry. And I always remember just loving talking to him about business, about what he did, why he did it. Sometimes even sort of from the age of eight on school holidays, I'd make him take, you, take, take me to work. No. And sit in the office and be a real nuisance. And I've always been fascinated with that and from a very early age. Um, and I always remember people who used to work for my dad always saying to me, your dad was the best person to work with. I loved working with him. Um, and that always stuck with me. And I think that's kind of quite a good, you know, it's quite a good start in life for me, seeing business, but also seeing this guy who was really kind, but also, you know, pretty commercial. And that, and, and, and that stays with me, still stays with me today. Yeah, an early experience. So I never knew that either. I mean, I thought I knew you pretty well, but I, I, I didn't know you were going in at age date to, to, to the office. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I, mean, I loved spending time with my dad. And, and you know, we'd, we'd always, you know, we spend a lot of time outside. I lived, I lived in this village called South Newington. And I'm not sure I ever really left that village until I was about 10, apart from going to school and going to work with my dad. So it was quite an insular, you know, an insular time, an insular experience. But yeah, precious memories, happy memories. Oh, that's so lovely. And then, you know, so, so here we are, you're kind of, you know, as a young boy, really into business, loving hanging out with your dad, loving going to the office, which <laughs> everyone's going to be like, wow. And, and like, how, how did you find your purpose? I mean, like, 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 what was your journey? Was it road to Damascus experience? Did it, or did you get hit over the head? You know, or, 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 or what happened for you? <laughs> well, I know I do. My, my mum always tells me I got dropped quite from quite a height on the head when I was a child, which she puts, you know, she puts it down to a lot of things at that, that, that <laughs> moment. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess... The, the, the other thing growing up, we, we, we were brought up in quite a Christian house with this philosophy of, you know, it, is, it, was, important to, it was important to stand up for people. And my dad is still my dad. You know, my dad was a real keen uh, Christian and he was also quite an active campaigner on um, the rights of women. Which back then, I mean, that was what in the late eighties was a kind of curious thing to do, and he he ran this charity um, in 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 Oxfordshire, which ensured that the young girls who 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 wanted uh, a baby and didn't want to have an abortion would have somewhere to live, and, oh, wow. and he ran this charity, and I always remember that he put so much time into it, and that sort of you know the the business guy, but also this guy who was just looking after young girls to make sure they were okay had quite an impact on me, I think. And, and I, I guess my, my first job 
I wonder, my first job probably started from that experience. I'm not sure I've told, maybe I've told you about my first job, Sarah, but it was, it was a brilliant job. It, it, it's the best job you could ever imagine. So when I graduated, I sort of fell out of university. <laughs> rather confused with the long, long hair and the quite scruffy appearance. Um, I was looking for a job and, 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 and this job came up to launch this programme called Fashion Targets Breast Cancer in the UK. It was, it was very, you remember, it was very posh. It was Ralph Lauren lots of supermodels, you know, all kind of stuff that to me was a little bit bizarre and not quite alien. But for some reason, this this, this lovely woman gave, took a chance on me. And so my job running this program was basically to get as many supermodels to wear a T-shirt as possible and then sell the T-shirt to as many retailers as I possibly could. And Amazing. It was great. And my friends who'd also just fallen out of university couldn't believe my luck that my working hours were kind of midday to mid sort of four in the morning, just trying to get people to do something. Um, but it really brought, you know, it was raising money for breast cancer research. Yeah. It was bringing business into that world and bringing celebrities into that world. And at that time, it was about 97 or 98. No one had really done that. Um, and it worked really well. We made loads of money for research. We got the the last picture. You'll like this, Sarah. The last picture of the Spice Girls together wearing Fashion Target's breast cancer T-shirts on the front of the sun. Wow! That I mean, I mean, and and, and that that was like a a, a kind of. PR win. I mean, that, that, that was just an extraordinary, I think that was the kind of like, you know, in those days, that was the like top thing that you could do, isn't it? It was, and it was pure luck. Absolutely pure <laughs> luck. But it didn't matter. We, you know, we, 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 we pretended that we'd done it deliberately and it sold loads of T-shirts and made lots of money for, for, for our, you know, eventually, you know, this built the first breast cancer research centre in the UK. Um, and that, you know, that, I, I, it's interesting you ask the question because, you know, the, the reason I, I guess I started doing it was bring business, bring kindness and try something new. And that came from there. Yeah, it's great. I love that. I mean, what, what, what a dream, what a dream job. <laughs> a scruffy graduate who didn't really know left from right. It was lovely. Yeah. Oh, how, how amazing. Yeah, I, I can imagine all your friends must have been very envious and uh, kind of like, like, like trying to come along to shoots and <laughs> God knows what else. Yeah. Actually, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, like, what happens after that? After that, um, after that, uh, after that, again, I, tr- I wanted to try something different and someone else took a chance on me. Um, so I, I'd, I'd done Fashion Target's Breast Cancer for a couple of, of, of sort of launches. But then I joined Save the Children, um, the, the charity we all, we all know, of course. But I was lucky enough to join uh, the International Children, Save the Children Secretariat. Yeah. And the role, a, a long story short, basically, this a benefactor had given quite a lot of money um, to save the children and said, I don't want to spend it on programs to, to, on children's rights and, and, and kids' protection. I want you to take that money and make more money 
Wow. So my donation, my contribution becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh my um, goodness, so what a request. I mean, that, that, that's quite, I mean, for, 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 for charity, I mean, they must be like, what on earth do we do? Yeah, completely different. So the, this, this was run, the programme was run by a wonderful woman called Jan Oldfield, who I'm still in touch with, a real guru of, of, of mine. Um, and under her leadership and with a bunch, again, of just brilliant, creative, smart people I got to work with. We went out and you know, built these sort of Save the Children organisations all over the world to not run programmes, but to invest in, in, in marketing, to fundraise, to create a donor base, which would then create more money, which we can then put in programmes. And it's still going today. As Save the Children Spain, Save the Children Germany, Save the Children Japan, you know, all of these organisations were, were really built up because of this money and this leadership of this astonishing woman. And so I, I did that for about five years, learned huge amounts, traveled the world, felt, you know, the money we were making was doing some really good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that came, again, just falling into the right, seeing, finding the right person to help me, I suppose, on, on, on what at the time was a really unclear purpose, but the hope I could use business principles and the sort of Christian philosophy, I suppose, of doing good. Yeah. Yeah, which is so, so amazing. So how did, how did the body shop kind of come about? Did, did it need to kind of rugby tackle you pretty much? Or? <laughs> I think, yeah, rugby tackle is a good, it's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, at the time, which would have been what year? Oh, goodness knows, it's probably about 20 years ago because I've been in the company been the company about 18 years uh yeah I think we, we came across each other um uh I, I I became sort of friendly with one of the guys running the animal testing campaigns and one thing led to another and and, and yeah I joined the company uh got to work with Anita um which was just you know b- brilliant just brilliant you know if we were talking I know so you talk a lot about purpose and I know you know, we, when you talk about purpose and you think about the pioneers of personal purpose and purpose-led business, Anita Roddick's name just comes up, you know, the first on our lips, I guess, because she, you know, that's what she did. She she had a belief that business can be a force for good. Yes, she a really phrase, Yeah, a phrase we all use now, but it was her who said, this is what we're going to do and we're not going to compromise. And I was lucky enough to be part of that. A great yeah. honour, yeah. Yeah, and she also had a kind of uncompromising determination as well. <laughs> she, she, she was pretty unstoppable. She did. She had the ability, which I think we underrate, of being able to swear beautifully. I always find yeah. people who are able to swear beautifully always have that, you know, the people, they have an edge to them. And mm-hmm. she was one of the best swearers. Um, but also, I think what she also had was an, an ability, a radar to see kind of what was going on in the world and what was coming towards us. And, 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 and that enabled her, I think, to prepare faster than anyone else on taking action, on reacting to things. You know, she talked about, I mean, you know, global warming, as it was called before anyone else, you know, the, the ozone work, human rights within business, things that people uh, didn't talk about. She was preparing and starting to talk about them before they even became a thing. Yes. Uh, because of her focus, yeah, an astonishing icon of a, uh, an astonishing human being. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I would encourage absolutely everyone to read her her books. And, 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 and I think you can still find them, you know, on, 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 on the, you know, the internet. And, and, and I, they are well worth reading and they're still incredibly relevant today. And, and you know, also I think what, what, you know, we can touch on this a bit later, she, she found that very interesting balance between business and kind of being an NGO. And she was very clear she didn't want to be an NGO because I think at one stage, you know, the body shop became a bit more of an NGO. It wasn't making sort of enough money and everyone was a bit like, you know, <laughs> Uh, no, no, exactly. I think, you know, Anita said that, that, that you know, find, finding the balance between profit and principles is near impossible. You just spend all of your time trying to do it and knowing that you're never going to quite get it right. I, I think that was then. It's the same now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her magic, the magic was, I think, she'd often say, as we've talked about before, that the body shop is a communications company. It's not an NGO, it's not necessarily a cosmetics company, it's a communications company. And if you communicate beautifully about things that people care about, you'll get a place in their soul. And and, and that's what she did. People talk about, I suppose, as being a pioneer of environmental business or social business, but as a communicator, as a a genius on advertising, honestly, still today you see some of the uh, work that she put out. Brilliant, an artist. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. And then, obviously, I mean, Chris, you know, you you were there when when L'Oreal took over the business, and that and that was really quite a, a, a shock, wasn't it, to, to the company culture? And explain a bit about about why Anita kind of felt it was the time to to, to sell the business and, and and to them. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock. Um, I think Anita's Anita's belief was that. For the, for the next phase of the company's story, because she saw it, you know, she was a storyteller. She saw it as a story. The next chapter was to scale us bigger. And, and what a better, what better way to increase scale by joining, you know, the largest cosmetics company in the world. And that was her philosophy. And, 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 and she truly believed that it would work. You know, she truly believed that this was a way forward. Um, for us to share what we knew, particularly the fair trade work, particularly using the voice of activism to 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 to, to change the world. Uh, yeah, she saw that as really a, a reason to sell. I think it was absolutely genuine. And at the time, whilst it was a bit of a shock, it felt like you know, the right move. Yeah, and I and I and I think you know she also. I mean, you know. From my understanding, she's sort of a bit of a Trojan horse. You know that, that she would get you know a major multinational to start start moving, which they did actually very much around animal testing, and they became you know L'Oreal became pioneers of things like EpiSkin, and also you know, looking at their sourcing program. So I, I, it, it was it was quite extraordinary in that respect. Yeah, it's you. I mean, it's, it's, many people have talked about it as something that didn't work, and, and in some ways, it you know, okay, in some ways, it didn't quite work. But in other ways, you're right. I mean, the, the, you know, L'Oreal, the uh, best example probably is L'Oreal using some of the fair trade suppliers that we, yes. that we pioneered and created. And that's great. And they still use them today. And that's brilliant. You know, so, yeah, Trojan horse, a little bit, a little bit of, of, of a Trojan horse. And the work on animal testing, yeah, you know, you've now got L'Oreal brands that are certified as, an, uh, you know, um, under the humane cosmetic standard. So yes. something happened. And Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, you know, I mean, you and I worked together on her kind of legacy project, 
which still makes me feel very emotional when I think about it. And, and it's still, I don't know, the thing I'm most proud of having done um, in, my, in my entire life, you know, I, I, you know the change with, that we created and you and I worked incredibly closely on that. So, so you know, love you to talk a little bit about kind of why Anita, you know, wanted us to do this campaign and what the campaign was about. Yeah, it's a it's a precious thing. Uh, so, I mean, the, the story of the campaign really started with Anita talking about this thing that was coming to the world that we hadn't really heard of, which was human trafficking. Mm-hmm. It's a it, this was about goodness me, two thousand five, two thousand yeah, two thousand five, and I and and she said this is coming and it's going to hurt. And it's it, it, it's something that we can do something about, um, and so we agreed. Okay, let's 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 look at it. Let's understand it. Let's learn about it. Because at the time, no one was nobody was talking about this at all. It was just literally it was a it was it was in the subcultures, but it wasn't mainstream. Um, and so we started working together on a campaign that would challenge governments around the world to take action on human trafficking, um, and. Um, were pretty advanced in the planning when when Anita passed away. I mean, I remember, what, you know, I was working with her on the campaign um, with my colleague Miriam, who who who, who also uh, you know great a great now she's a Miriam's now a professor in France, which is lovely. Because I think Anita would have been proud of that. But um, I digress. Yes, yeah, so we were working with her on the Friday on the campaign. And um, she passed away uh, uh, that weekend, and 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 I think from that moment on, we were absolutely determined to say, right, this is a memory of Anita Week, and it was a, it was the last thing that we were lucky enough to work with her on. Let's make it happen, and we did. We yeah. did, and 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 maybe you know you'd like to tell everyone a few of the results. I mean, you know, we ch- changed legislation in, in over twenty countries, didn't we? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, we 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 did. Um, the you know, twenty four countries accredited um, through. We we had a partner, ECPAT, a great partner uh, around the world. Their research showed that the campaigning that we as a body shop did with our customers changed the, the law regulation legislation in 24 countries around the world, which is you know unheard of. I think we we also uh, we got seven million signatures for to present to the Human Rights Council, the UN Human Rights Council, which is a place that we spoke at. I, I was that was something my dad gave back to my dad. My dad was really pleased about that. I'll never forget you doing that. Yeah, he must be incredibly yeah. proud of you up there talking about it. Yeah, it was great. And it was, it, was, it was emotional, I think, for everybody involved to get to that point where we could say, look, we've done what we said we would do. Um, and, and that, yeah, it still, it still brings goosebumps, actually, to see the photos, to, 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 to remember the memories, to remember the night actually in Geneva after we closed the campaign. And went, God, isn't it wonderful to, to say we did what we said we would do? We, 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 we delivered the promise. I, I like that. That makes me feel pretty proud. It was actually. so extraordinary. And, and, and for me, I mean, it was such an extraordinary campaign because everything just flowed. I mean, I, I, I'll just never forget. I mean, like the way that we, you know, a bit like, you know, what you were doing with Fashion Meets Breast Cancer, you know, the celebrities came together. We had an extraordinary like celebrity support for this. We had governments coming together. We had the entire kind of body shop workforce 
you know, like petitioning and signing petitions and, and, and you know, all, all the customers got involved. And, and, and that was just extraordinary. And, and, and I'm still inspired today, you know, because when I think of the power that came out, you know, from, from all of those people coming together to, 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 to kind of move, you know, a mountain, and we absolutely did it. And, 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 and it, was, it was just extraordinary and, and very humbling. And, 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 you know, for me, you know, as I think I've, I've mentioned, you know, several times, it, it's this thing I'm most proud of. And, and, and we also, you know, our dynamism was, was extraordinary. And I can just remember, you know, picking up the phone to like, you know, CNN, <laughs> all these kind of people who wanted to partner with us. It, yeah. it, 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 it was amazing. So, I, you know, just just you know, wanted to acknowledge that but you know obviously that was a that was a few few years ago so Chris how are you kind of you know living your purpose now at the body shop yeah so yeah it was a few years ago I think it's fair to say we lost a bit of the after that we, we lost a little bit of the joy of, of of activism I think the culture of the business shifted a bit you know this big you know it, it, we, we felt I guess we were, we were increasingly part of this big cosmetics group who did things differently. Mm. Um, and I get, I've been a bit outspoken about it previously because I, you know, it, it, and, and, and um, I think I was a bit fed up with it, but you know, if I look back now, I'm a bit older, maybe I hope I'm a little bit wiser, maybe, maybe not, but I tried to be, I think what we, what we effectively had was a class of cultures. Um, and and I think, it, you know, for many of us within my area of work, it was probably time for, for, to move on from the body shop actually under low air because it wasn't really working for us and it wasn't really working for them. And then when the drawing co came in to, 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 you know, create this new sort of family of brands, purpose-led brands, um, it was a real moment. I think that convinced a lot of people to stay because there was a sense that our own personal purpose and business purpose could be brought back. And that's kind of where we are now, um, navigating, building this sort of movement of, of, of within the company, which feels a little bit, a little bit like back to the future, you know, uh, going back to what we were and building a new, a new approach. And, 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 and that's, we're in the heart of that right now, building yeah. a new approach to activism. And, and remind us which other brands are in this in the Natura stable. So yes, uh, Avon, uh, of course, um, Natura Cosmetics themselves. You know, when when I was studying sustainability for the first time, this curious South American brand called Natura came up, but I'd never heard of them. And you studied them, and thought, my God, these guys are astonishing. So yeah, Natura Cosmetics, and then Aesop, yes. uh, super posh. Very nice stuff, but yeah, they're the, they're the four partners right now. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm allowed to call them super posh. I'd say we're refined, they're wonderfully refined. And then you've got us, of course, the K, the sort of anarchists running around. It works well, very successfully. No, I, I love it because we, you know, each, each of them, as you say, have, have to have their own purpose orientation and, and actually in a sense we're each speaking to a different kind of sector of, of, of the global community which is so exciting and 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 you know able to create change and and, and you know as we know and I think also what is so exciting is I, I, I've increasingly discovered that you know a single company I mean like the body shop can do extraordinary things but when you get coalitions of, of brands working together you know with the same kind of goals that you know each may have a different kind of purpose and focus 
but you know when you know when you join hands you've got so much more sort of power and authority to deal with kind of suppliers and to actually create sustainable change which is which is amazing that's certainly the vision of the company and and, and of the group uh it's the start of a journey I mean, it's been a few years but it's the start of the journey and, and it's going well uh, it's very exciting yeah it's really exciting that's why we stay that's why a lot of us have stayed because of this renewal Certainly. Yeah, and, and and certainly when you know I've spoken to you know some of my former colleagues, the excitement you know is tangible, you know, and and and, and it's absolutely absolutely brilliant. And and what does that mean for the body shop? I mean, obviously you're doing you know you're doing some extraordinary work around quality free, which has I mean you know the body shop really was the first big campaigning company around around animal you know stopping animal testing. We did a huge campaign around the kind of European ban, but I mean you're you're going for kind of global bans and, <laughs> and all sorts of things like that, which is very exciting. Yeah, um, I, so I, I think. We, one, of the, one of the really exciting things that, that we've been allowed to do and given the space to do uh, in our activism work, and this is, you know, the, the, our, our new CEO joined uh, the company and he just said, look, with activism, just think carefully about what it is we want to do, how do we want to do it and what's the outcome we need. And we, we got given this great gift of about six, eight months to just think wow. about how do we bring it. And that was just, you know, it's very rare you get that, but this this guy is a smart guy and he just said, look, take the time you need. And so what we have now is a, is, is, is a framework of social and environmental justice, which will guide us in how we run our business and how we run our campaign. So I, I think that, and it's a it's a real lesson for me, you know. If you wanna if you wanna change, go for a walk in the hills and have a deep think about doing it, rather than just getting on with it and working hard. That yeah. reflection process is brilliant. And what that's led to is um, already, um, you know, a, a renewed voices within the body shop countries around the world, where we're starting to, again to comment on things that are happening around the world. Um, you know, on, on whether it's around human rights or climate or um, our colleagues in Body Shop Australia came out very strongly around Afghanistan and the refugee crisis that's hitting Australia. Loads of things are starting to move in the right direction because we've got this rigour of a framework, um, including the work on animal testing, actually, which um, and, 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 a, and a rather unusual partnership with your old uh, stomping ground, Sarah. Yes, but yeah, with, with, with Unilever and specifically with, with, with Dove. And, and I, you know, because I think that's so interesting what you say. I mean, I'm a great believer of that. You know, like when you come up with plans, which is so far reaching, you need some time for contemplation. You need to think of them in the round because so many companies do things in a very well-meaning way, thinking that if they do X, you know, Y will happen. But you actually have to think in the round because, you know, you can, you can create – a very quick decision or, or, or find you you think what you think is a wonderful solution but actually it's got kind of other effects it might have effects on human rights or it might have effects on the environment and you actually need to really look at these things deeply and holistically before you can actually come up with with, with an action plan I think that's where a lot of companies actually fall down they're kind of like we need to do something <laughs> you know and we need to do something quickly and and, and, and then they end up in, in, in almost a bigger mess than, than, than they were in <laughs> 
There's one one of Anita's quotes was, "Do something, do anything." And one of our sort of rallying calls around building, rebuilding this activism strategy was, "Don't do that yet," because what we need to build t- together is real guardrails, real discipline around what an activist business is and what it isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it, yeah, I think I'm really we're, we're just about. We're just about to go with that and accelerate it through this year and through the next two or three years. So, I, I, God willing, you know, you'll see, uh, you'll see the, you'll see the impact of that thinking and that reflection. Um, yeah, and, and, and as always, I mean, I just love, you know, and have always been all the campaigns I've ever worked on have, have are all very outcome based. You know, you've got to, it's, 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 it's a, you know, it's wonderful to make noise, but you, you, you need an outcome because you need to know whether a whether you've succeeded or not. But you know, in in really considering what the outcome, then then you 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 start the campaign accordingly, which which is so exciting. Yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah, yeah. And any any other tidbits you want to share with us, Chris? You, you know, um, any any other kind of you know actions that you know activities that you can share with us at the moment gosh i don't i mean i think that the 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 focus the focus right now is just getting the memory muscle back into the company on mm-hmm. what true activism means and to your point what true impact means yeah making sure that we've got the right teams and the right people to to do it that's really where uh, we're pretty obsessed actually and just making that work some you know some in most places i think we do in some places we 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 need to work harder but yeah it, 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 we've we've got the foundations we've got the bedrock if you like um yeah watch this space yeah i'm so, I'm so excited so chris as, as you know when when we um you know wrap up this 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 podcast i always ask you know what what are your top tips and I and I mean tips because I'm not going to limit you to one you know for those people who want to start somewhere whether it's you know in activism or or, or getting involved in 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 your against animal testing campaign I, I mean I, I think you know given what we talked about and given my my you know career which has just been based on essentially initially chaos and then Latterly, sort of just staying at the body shop because I found out like I was at home. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether anyone should ever follow the advice or, or, or thoughts on my career, if you could call it a career. I guess. I guess I, I, if I was to say three things, I suppose the first thing is wonder if you can just uh, if you can find wonderful mentors, mm. whether you work for them or not. But you know, if you can just be close to them, I think that's really helped me. Yes, help me too. It yeah. really has, whether that's Anita Roddick or Jan Oldfield at uh, 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 Save the Children, or, or, or today, you know, within Natura and Co. Some uh, there's there's some characters, particularly one of the founders of, the, of Natura, who, who who's a real real advocate for freedom and human rights. And, and I was lucky enough to spend quite a lot of time with him when we could travel. You know, surrounding yourself with wonderful people who you can learn from and absorb from, I think is such a joy yeah. and such an honour. And I love that. I think that's the first thing I'd say. I, I think the second, the second thing is probably never, it, it, it's about beliefs, isn't it? Just because somebody's got more experience than you or being in the company longer than you or is perceived to be higher in a hierarchy than you, you're saying something, it doesn't mean it's right. 
So, yeah. you, you know, particularly the young, young people who've got to trust their instincts and trust themselves and speak up, even when it feels really hard to do so. I, I love, we've got some, in a new activism team that we've built up, there's some, they're just brilliant because they don't take, they don't take any, you know, they're not scared to speak up at all. It's, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but it's brilliant. And I love that. And it's uncomfortable, but it keeps people like me right on our toes. Yes. So everyone's, you know, you've got to do that. It's hard to do, but speaking out and speaking up will, 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 will really honour the soul. And I think make, make us, particularly people starting their career, more successful. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, 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 you know, it's about this kind of really being inclusive. You're making sure all the voices are heard because otherwise, you know, you end up with very one dimensional campaigns that, that, that exclude people. And, 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 and that's so important. So speaking up, however hard it is, 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 is very, very important. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, you can start in small groups. You can, you can think about it. You can practice with a friend, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, these are quite good tips and you know and, and maybe speak yeah. to your mentor about how to do it yeah 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 that's a better way to say it I think you, you, you're right and you know and the third thing I think is just for, for, to be creative and to, to sort of you know be able to flex and to flow and to run these sort of activism campaigns which appear quite fluid behind the scenes you, you've got to have a bedrock you've got to have a really strong rigor and a really strong strategic framework. If you've got that, then you can be free. If you don't, then it will fall down. And I think that, again, I don't know who I, I, I probably got that a little bit from my, over my career, actually. You know, a strong plan means that you can be creative. A weak plan means it's going to, you know, you, 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 the, the, the moment you pivot, the whole thing comes falling down. So it's a bit of a boring one, but it's, it's super important. Yeah, and I think you just summed up your extraordinary blend of skills and your, you know, your rigor of, from all your business interests as a, as, as, as a young boy, and you know, this kind of creativity and hanging out with your dad and enjoying a bit of the office. So this is absolutely wonderful. Chris, it, it, it's been so great to, to spend this time with you. You know, um, you know, we had so much fun working together and, and you know, I, I, I'm in awe of you and you've always been a huge inspiration to me and your kind of drivenness, you know, to achieve is, is, is quite remarkable. If people want to find out more about The Body Shop, you know, generally, where do, where do they go? Uh, best place, yeah, absolutely online. Um, the, a lot of work's coming out of The Body Shop UK at the moment, so it's worth having a look at some of their channels. Um, they're on TikTok now. Oh, that's wow. a, I, I'm be, that's utterly beyond me, but I'm, I'm getting lessons on it. Um, <laughs> what, I'm watching it. I know how to work Instagram now, but now I'm, I'm studying Body Shop's TikTok account. So I think that's a good place. That's a good place to start. Learn with me. Oh, Chris, bless you. Thank you for always learning. Thank you for being such an inspiration. And um, hopefully, I, 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 you know, we'll see you again soon and, and have a great update on everything you've been doing. Fantastic. Lovely. Nice to see you.